Welcome to another episode of Learn with Bestern, where we discuss the latest trends in leadership development, self-development, as well as well-being. There's so much information out there. We want to make sure we bring in the latest insights and research based on neuroscience and behavior change to give you the tools that you need to make a change in your personal and professional lives. Join us on a journey to learn more. We hope you enjoy this episode and don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with others that might find it helpful. Excellent. So, <laughs> Sam, in the name of our podcast, Learn with Bessern, we have the word learn. And the ambition we have is to help people learn how to practice being that person you expect of yourself. So now there is diversity in the way we learn. And sometimes what is out of the standards may seem like a little bit like a challenge in our progress. And there is a lot of misconceptions about autism. And it is widely spread. And in most cases, we imagine like about autism, like the extreme cases. But in autism, there is also diversity. So coming back to, to, to the definition, in fact, of autism and the spectrum that there is, it is a developmental disability caused by differences in the brain. People with ASD often have problems with social communications and interaction, and sometimes they have like repetitive behaviors or repetitive interests. So instead of having like clever medical terms, I have invited Sam Mitchell. He is a very young graduate from high school. He's the host of the popular podcast, Autism Rocks and Rolls, and then you got it. He talks exclusively about autism. He's an entrepreneur, a motivational speaker. By the way, I would recommend highly his TED talk about soul structures. He's a serious activist for autism. Impressive, right? Ah, and I forgot to mention something. He has autism. So if you are the type of person who would say, oh, after, after this episode, you will get to know stories about autisms. They are not all sad. And that many people surrounding you might have a certain degree of autism and, and they don't have to be prevented and nothing has prevented them from their success. Sam, I wanted to ask you first, this is a story about your official website, Autism Rocks and Rolls. Why did you call it that? Well, first of all, thank you for letting me be here. The reason why I call it Autism Rocks and Rolls is because it really does rock and roll. We had to go with the name and autism was that was easy. But the rocks and rolls, we went down the hobby list. And it turns out I'm a big fan of rock and roll music like Nirvana, Elvis Presley, ACDC. So we went with rock and roll taken, rocks and roll taken. So then we added S's and nothing was taken. And it worked out just fine when we did that. <laughs> That's excellent. And on top, it speaks to me. I'm at heavy metal fan. So that's that kind of, kind of music that I love. Uh, Sam, tell me, what are the biggest misconceptions about people with autism? What have you noticed? One of the biggest misconceptions conceptions with autism is that we are veteran and that we cannot do anything, which is highly inaccurate because we are talented in our own way. Mm -hmm. 
do you have the impression, in fact, that autism has prevented you in your life of doing something or if it has allowed you to do something that you weren't expecting? Was it preventing you or question, actually? I will give you that question. That's really good. So good job on that one. Um, um, yes and no. Yes, because there are instances where I lack certain life skills, such as driving and cooking. I think autism is to, I don't want to say is to blame for, but it comes in a part with it. But then I return, but I can make it up with these other skills, like with the podcast, by doing the alphabet really fast, back doing the alphabet backwards really quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's something that I wouldn't be able to do, by the way. G-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R. I can keep going. <laughs> Sam, tell me. So we, we know that there is a lot of people out there who have a certain degree of autism. So there is people that are super well-known. So we, uh, it seems that, for instance, Albert Einstein had a certain degree of autism, that there is this actor from uh, Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd, who had a certain level of autism. Anthony Hopkinskin, uh, the guy from Hannibal, the uh, lecture. Uh, I don't know, we name it, there is Bobby Fischer, the chess player. So there is many people who has got this condition and hasn't prevented them. So the only thing is that people outside, they will say, hey, maybe they are not the most communicative person. And it doesn't seem like that it has prevented them to, to reach success. And I know that you are a heavy advocate of saying, hey guys, stop telling me, feeling pity or feeling bad about me. Uh, I can do whatever the hell I want. Is that correct? Did I read you correctly? Well, we can't do whatever the hell we want, but we can do anything you can do. Uh-huh. Okay, that's good. Uh, tell me, so in particular in your life, what is the dumbest comments you have received in your personal life about your condition? Like the, like the things that people, because of ignorance, because, yeah, it, it, when we don't have a case of, of autism in, in our families, or we don't notice that from other people that we already know, we, we, we don't understand well. So what is the dumbest comments, comments that you have received about your condition? Well, I mean, there's a lot. The dumbest comments is that I receive that you're dumb, you're stupid. I receive that I'm sorry. And they're all, they're all ignorant because they're not educated. Uh -huh. One of them, I, here's an example. One time I had an interview and he wasn't a mean guy, but he was unfortunately uneducated because during the interview, he stopped the interview. And he said, wait a minute, you're autistic? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, I didn't know that. I expected him to be like to a wheelchair and... Um, I expected to be a wheelchair, and I thought it was like, well, you're wheelchair bound, and you just aren't comprehending of anything. <laughs> so we had to educate him, and it wasn't it wasn't bad. He was a great guy, but he wasn't educated on it. So sorry, Raven, but I think that's a good story to tell. Absolutely. Hey, but by the way, Sam, so there is a trend. I have been an in an engineering school, and you can imagine that in an engineering school, there is a lot of geeks, right? And we can, I don't know, now that I have been reading a little bit about it, then you start saying, but this guy, somewhere in the spectrum, might be uh, in the 
uh, in some area of, of autism. And, and then you realize that there is a lot of people out there with a high IQ, like this lady that you had in your podcast, this professor, Temple Grandin, she's an autist, right? And, and she's one of the most well-known persons in behavioral, uh, in the studies of animals with, uh, and their behaviors. Uh, and the, the fact is that she is, she has been selected like top 100 influential in the world in 2010. She is professor in university. So there is a lot of a bunch of people with high IQ. So intelligence has no correlation with a condition like autism, right? Yeah, yeah, and it can. And some of the guests I had with Raymond, he had an IQ of 143. So he was pretty smart. He yeah. just didn't know. But, um, but yeah, there are there are some smart people at Temple with autism. Now we're going back in history and seeing that, oh my gosh, these amazing people we have learned about have autism. Look at Moses and Einstein, man. Yeah, exactly. So no correlation. It is mainly about learning in a different ways. And, and that's where I wanted to ask you. Um, in fact, if you had the moment, uh, this, this is time to give away some like power advice for these people who have these misconceptions about feeling sorry because their child, because this kid in the school, uh, or, or because we know someone with autism and we feel sorry. So what would be your, like the, your power advice that you will tell first, to a parent with a child with autism, second, to a schoolmate of a person with autism, and third, a teacher of a child with autism. Would you, what would you give them as an advice? Well, I guess kind of for everybody. So I think it's, it's okay not to be pity, but to be scared because my mother was once upon a time, she was very afraid of my future and mm. everyone, should be afraid, but should have that in the back of their head. And my eyes are not going to lie to you there. But my advice is honestly, just be patient, have consequences, find the balance, but understand that some certain behaviors that we do, it's neurological. We can't help it. Mm. Yeah. And that's for like parents, someone with misconceptions and in the classroom setting. Indeed. But I, I guess I, you gave the, the, the example of, of parents. So parents, and, and now that I'm a parent, I, 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 can, I totally understand. We, we tend to be worried about our kids. Sometimes we would like to let them go, but we are still worried behind our back. Like today, my two girls went out together alone. She's 14 and, and one is 11. And I was worried, even though I wanted them to try to be completely alone in the city, because right now we are in a different city and yeah, we, we get over worried, but not helping people to try things by themselves is maybe not good either as a, a standard parent or a non-standard parent. Is that correct? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So I definitely. So. Tell me one thing. So the first, I would like to say, how the hell did you get this lady Temple Temple Grandin to get to be in your podcast? Because I guess that she is like one of the most demanded person yeah, in the well, world. I will say, I like to say she's very picky on what she does. So I was very honored that she picked me to do this with me. And now that we were friends, it's phenomenal. But all I literally did, man, was I just left her an email. 
We all we did was leave an email to her who we are. What do you think? And she said, gave her, gave us a call and she said, yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I would be like super afraid because I still remember that back in the days when she did her first TED talk, I found it quite powerful. And then I think I saw like something like a speech that she did in, in Google <laughs> while, while in the middle of all these gigs. So, and I find her quite impressive, but funny. The way she communicates is much more better than a lot of people. So she's impressive. So that's why I got like, how the hell did you get her? <laughs> now, I have another question. When was the moment you decide to make, make uh, creating awareness about autism like a life purpose? So to drive awareness on, on autism and really say that you are different, but you don't need to be fixed. So yeah. when was when did that. it happen? Yeah. Well, it started to join my high school's media club, and ever since then, I fell in love with the podcasting. So I decided to start my own. And initially, it was going to be an entertainment one, but I don't know why. I actually thought, wait a minute, I could use this opportunity to help some, do some good in the community, and that's what it initially was—just do good in the community. So that was when I decided to do autism rocks and rolls. But little did I know. It's starting to a big business since we got sponsors and now have a nonprofit. That's amazing. Hey, by the way, so do you get like emails from people that you have impacted because they have this accessibility to your podcast? Yeah, actually nice. some who have, it's mainly from the news stories that I do. I mean, I've had been on TV on like the press, like WTHR 13, NBC, not NBC yet, duh. Uh, WTHR, um, local news channels. Okay, that's, that's super, uh, super great. Hey, um, so one of the last questions that I wanted to ask you, uh, wait a second, because I lost my notes. So imagine that you're moving, you become older, like me. So we move in the time you are my age, 40 something, 40 plus. I'm closer to the 50s uh, soon. So what do you imagine that you have achieved? Well, I imagine that I achieved all the facts that I needed to do. I imagine the fact that this podcast was, was or still is out there. I imagine that the podcast is just doing something for others. And I just hope that, well, I'm 47. There's some way where I can give, whether that be donate to make a wish foundation or dressing up as Santa Claus. <laughs> so that's a that's a challenge so do you dream of stuff like writing books having a, a full foundation that is outside of the u.s is is there something more than just the podcast yeah we we dream of writing a book we actually got one started we nasa the book agency and hopefully it will be all right and it'll come out all right and and then we'll go smoothly and perfectly but you know how it go. But we're hoping. But um, yeah, we are offering other services. I offer podcast coaching, podcast editing, sponsorship, ad space. It's all all the essential tools I need to, I guess, make the cha-ching in a way. But I'm just hoping that there's other things I can do with mm. it. And that includes no dressing out of Santa Claus, then so be it. I had a dream where I dreamed that the other day for some reason. Sam, so the, the thing is that what is crazy is that you are super young. There is many things that you can do. The, I mean, the sky is the limit. You are just as, 
you have just started and you are already good in the, in, in the good path. So even if you have the opportunity and it happens that we may fail, you will recover. You have so many chances out there because you are young and you can do a, still a lot of mistakes. So that's, that's super good. Talking about hmm, mistakes, um, in terms of mental health, so do you feel like people with autism have particular needs in terms of mental health compared to the standard guy in the, uh, in the street? Is there anything in particular that is more worrying regarding the mental health of people with autism? Well, it's hard to tell because it's case case by case. There's a lot of others. There's a lot of people who say, oh, we should lock them up behind bars. There's another who say, oh, no, we need to help them. Well, my view is, and I don't mean to go into like politics, that you know who views views view views mm -hmm. the view, but my belief is it's case by case. And mm -hmm. it's hard to tell whether they're just being straight up mean and know what's going on, or if there's some mental health behind it. And for me, I, it's neutral. I think it's a case by case. Mm. So what I'm I'm hearing is that it's not because some of people with autism have uh, challenges in order to interact with others. I mean, challenge, no, a different way of interacting with others that that might be the cause of depression or anxiety or whatever. Some people are just fine as, as they are. I mean, if you are, let's say, a little bit introverted or you have the need to be alone from time to time, it's like, like me, I'm a, a fake extrovert. I like, I love to be alone for a long time. So, and I need to recover, to recharge much more often than not, than the, the usual pe people. So, and I'm fine as, as I am. My wife is always telling me that, so why are you, aren't you a little bit more open with other people? But that's the way I am. And I'm not feeling because bad. I had to be. I was, after being 16 years of being excluded and getting poked, he mm. finally roared and decided, you know what? I'm going to share my story. I'm tired of this BS of, I'm in the corner. Yeah. Okay. So in your case, it's kind of therapeutic. Can I call it like that? Or am I, am I inventing? Am I reading the wrong? Is, is it therapeutic to talk about it? Is it your sure. way to expressing? Yeah, that's my way of expressing is, I guess I use my story as leverage, sort of, in a way. <laughs> Good. Sam, really, I, I really appreciate your, your time. One, because, I mean... I got impressed, but everything that you have achieved through the, your young age, uh, I think that you give um, like a positive message for, 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 for people about what it, it, what it can be achieved despite a certain degree of uh, autism. Uh, I think that the, the mission that you have, that you have decided for yourself to, to create awareness in order that we don't have the image of the extreme cases is quite powerful because, I mean, anyone that, and a lot of people that we admire, all in all these tech companies, that there might be some people who have a certain degree of autism. We don't, we just don't recognize it as such, and we we always think it thinking about the extreme cases. And 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 I think what you are achieving is is giving the, the a, a powerful message about about that. Sam, thank you very much for making the time. It was lovely to be spend time with you.
Any last comment that you would like to launch out there? Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you, but learn with Besson. So approximately 60% of our audience is based in the Middle East, the Arab world. So I'm based usually in Dubai. Today, no, but usually in Dubai, in the United Arab Emirates. So is okay. there any message out there? Well, I guess to end it off, I'm with this. I think if the world could be nice and not be stupid, I think we get along great, wouldn't you think? <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> love it, Sam. Thank you very much, Sam. L lovely to spend time with you. Thank you.